0: I'm Jimmy Evans, co-host of the Marriage Today podcast. Today we have a great teaching for you that I pray grows your marriage and blesses you as you seek to center your marriage on Christ. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast channel to be notified of every new show. God bless you. I wanna begin with a premise in this message and this is a very important premise in this message. We seek marriage for many reasons, but one of the most important is that we are all incomplete and unhealed, and we're looking for a spouse to fix that. Why do we choose the spouse that we choose? It's because we're incomplete and unhealed, and we're looking for a spouse to change that. Karen and I dated, I think, like most people date. Um, we fell in love, we were, uh, I met Karen uh, when we were sophomores at Tascosa High School. And um, we were in sophomore biology class together and I thought that she was very beautiful. And I asked her out in May of that year, I asked her out to a Three Dog Night concert. How many of you remember Three Dog Night? Raise your hands and encourage me. Yeah, it's not the younger people that raise their hand, it's the mature people like me. But we went to a Three Dog Night concert and we loved each other and so we dated for a while. but as soon as I secured the relationship with Karen, I began to take her for granted. And I think that's very common. And we began to fight. Uh, I call it the performance uh, phase of the relationship. We were performing for each other and putting our best foot forward. But as soon as we had secured each other, that's when we began to act normal, which for me was not good. And we began to fight like cats and dogs, which led us to you know the brink of divorce. Let me, let me talk about why we, why we marry the person that we marry and how it can be a healing journey and not be a journey of pain like, like ours was for so long. And I want to say this related to the sovereignty of God because God is more sovereign than we think he is in who we marry. It's understanding the sovereign purpose of God in marriage or why God tricks us into falling in love with someone who can drive us so crazy and why they drive us so crazy and how we can stop being driven so crazy and be healed. When we're dating, we are doing it mostly on a very subconscious level and we don't realize it. We're we're dating a person and we're looking at how attractive they are, or you know, if we like being with them, or if we share, you know, the same basic things in common. And it, it is important to, uh, to, to be compatible, and I'll talk more about that in just a minute. But research has proven that most of the dating that we do in choosing a spouse is a very, it's done on the subconscious. And a good analogy is an iceberg. You see an iceberg and the tip is sticking out of the water, but the mass is below the water. When we're dating, we're looking at a person typically at a very, on a very superficial level. But God is doing something so much more under the surface that we don't even know about. And it's the not knowing that creates the danger. It's not understanding what God is doing when we're choosing a spouse that really creates the danger uh, in when we marry and a lot of the pain that is caused in marriage. So I wanna talk about two sovereign and subconscious choices that we make when we're choosing a spouse. When Karen and I were dating, I, I was, dating her, I didn't know there was anything deeper than just going out and having fun. But God wires us to choose a spouse according to His will. God wires us to choose a spouse in a certain way. And there's something way deeper going on when we're dating. And and then the person we marry, there's something much more sovereign than we think there is in who we marry. And so there's two choices that we make when we're dating and get married that we need to understand. The first is... When we're dating and marry, we're trying to find a person to be our compatible opposite. Okay, now a lot of people would say, no, when I marry, I'm looking for someone that's like me. No, you're not. On a conscious level, you may think that you're looking for a person that's like you. God wired you to find your opposite. This is what Genesis 2.18 says. The Lord said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper. Comparable to him, the word helper is the word azer. It means to supply what is lacking. God didn't create another Adam because Adam didn't need another him. He needed someone to supply what was lacking. Marriage is not this, marriage is this. You don't need another you. The last thing in the world you need is another you. You need someone who supplies what's lacking. And so God created Eve to complement Adam. And so when we're getting married, consciously we're thinking, I'm going to find someone that's just like me. I just, you know, cuz I'm normal, I want to find another normal person just like me. I don't know, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but you're basically incompatible with yourself. You know You're looking for somebody compatible. We're looking for someone to complete us. Compatibility is not based on sameness. Compatibility is based on beliefs, values and character. What makes Karen and I compatible is not that we're the same, because we're polar opposites. What makes Karen and I compatible is we love Jesus, we're going to the same place in life, and we both agree that the character of Christ is what we're after. You want a person that you share beliefs with, that you share life goals with and values, and that you believe in their character. The, The purpose of dating is not to see how good a person is in bed. The purpose of dating is to see a person's character so you can spend your life with them safely. That's the purpose of dating. So if we have the same beliefs and values and character, we're compatible. But we're going to be very, very different. And it's not understanding that that causes so much of the problem. Remember Adam rejected Eve. As soon as they fell, Adam rejected Eve and said to God, that woman that you gave me, she's she's the problem. Ever since she showed up, there's been nothing but problems. And he was not accusing Eve, he was accusing God of not giving him the right woman, even though he did. He was created perfectly. Now I've written a new book. HarperCollins is the publisher and my co-author is Alan Kelsey. And our book is called Strengths based Marriage. And um, the Strength Finders, for those of you who are in business, Strength Finders is the number one business book uh, in the world. 12 million people have taken the Clifton Strength Finders assessment. And the Clifton Strength Finders, there are 34 strengths. Uh, and we all have certain strengths and weaknesses. Uh, But there are 34 strengths, these are really, really brilliantly done. My number one strength is called achiever. And achiever just means get it done. I wake up in the morning, I'm gonna get it done. I'm an achiever. My number 34 strength is empathy. Empathy means just feeling, feeling other people's pain and being in touch with the emotions around you, okay? So I'm number one achiever, number 34 empathy. Karen is number one empathy and number 34 achiever. If you're tired of endlessly scrolling through mundane TV shows, searching for something fresh and inspiring, I get it. Time is too valuable to waste on mind-numbing content. It's time to invest in something new. Allow me to introduce you to Hillsdale College. They're offering over 40 free online courses covering essential and enduring subjects. Think C.S. Lewis, The Book of Genesis, The Essence of the U.S. Constitution, The Rise and Fall of the Roman Republic, and The Ancient Christian Church. And here's the kicker these courses won't cost you a penny they're absolutely free now i want to share a personal recommendation american citizenship and its decline with victor davis hansen in this insightful eight lecture course victor explores the history of western citizenship and the challenges it faces today from the vanishing middle class to the rise of globalist organizations and much more here's the deal friends head over to hillsdale.edu forward slash marriage right now to kick off your free course. It's simple to get started and it won't cost you a dime. That's hillsdale.edu forward slash marriage, the gateway to beginning your learning journey. Don't miss this chance to invest your time in something truly meaningful. Join Hillsdale College and let's start expanding our horizons together. In the midst of our busy lives, it's easy to neglect our skin, but One Skin, our sponsor today, is on a mission to simplify skin care while delivering profound results. One Skin's secret weapon, their proprietary os one peptide. This groundbreaking ingredient doesn't just mask skin issues, it targets them at a cellular level. We've always struggled with finding products that actually deliver on their promises, but One Skin blew us away with its results. We've used it primarily on our face and neck, and the difference is incredible. But don't just take my word for it, One Skin's commitment but the skin longevity is backed by solid science. Their research has shown that the OSO1 peptide can reduce the number of sensitive cells up to 50%. Effectively reversing skin's biological age. Invest in the health and longevity of your skin with OneSkin. As a listener of our show, you can snag an exclusive 15% off your first purchase using code marriage at oneskin.co. That's oneskin.co with code marriage. After you make your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please do us a solid and let them know we sent you. Let's support each other in the journey to healthier, happier skin. Remember, OneSkin isn't just about skincare, it's about skin longevity. Say hello to to a brighter, more youthful you. We are exact opposites. Alan Alan said, I don't know that I've ever tested two people who are more opposite than you and Karen. You're opposite. I've I've known it for many years. You're opposite. so I'm an achiever, I wake up, I get it done, Karen is empathy, she feels. Karen lives in a feeling, she's very healthy by the way, I'm not talking, this isn't a bad thing, it's a good thing. But Karen feels, okay, I don't feel. I mean, I guess I feel things, you know, but, but an example of how I don't feel is sometimes I'll have a toothache, um, and my teeth start hurting. Well, when my teeth start hurting, I know I have a headache. And so when my teeth start hurting, I'll think to myself, I better have a headache. And I'll think about it for a minute or two, and I realize I have a terrible headache and I've had it for several days. And people say, say, well, you just don't feel headaches. I don't feel like other people, I just don't. Why, I don't know. I just don't feel. But my wife feels for me. She, She lives in a constant feeling. When I'm talking to Karen on the phone when she's in the car, I'm getting a rundown on everybody in her life that she's passing. Every bump in the road, all the traffic, all the people who pull in front of her. And sometimes when we're talking on the phone when she's driving, I just have to say, focus, focus. I just want to talk about what we're having for supper. I don't want to hear about everybody on the road, okay? We were eating dinner one night. We were eating at a restaurant and we had a bad waitress. She was just a bad waitress. And uh, she's slow, we couldn't find her. She got the order wrong, all that kind of stuff. And so I realized about halfway through dinner that Karen was focused on that waitress. And I knew what was about to happen. I've lived with a sister many years. I knew what was about to happen. And I said, leave it alone. And she said, no, there's something wrong with that waitress. I'm gonna find out what it is. I said, leave it alone. We're, we're gonna eat and go. We're not here to fix anybody tonight. Okay. We're just gonna eat and leave. Okay. And we will feel like we've achieved something. It wasn't two seconds that waitress was over and Karen had all of her personal history and ministered to her. And it, it, you know, and, and when it was over, I just thought, well, that was real touching. You know, that was just, that was great. But, it, but her emotions make me nervous. <laughs> to this day, they just make me nervous, you know, because I just don't feel, but so, we're different, we're different. Well, here's what happened early in our marriage. I would just say, you're weird. What's wrong with you? You feel too much. You don't, you're not supposed to feel everything. You know, And I would just shame her and, and she did the same with me. We just rejected each other. And when we were hurting each other, that's what we did. And then as our marriage matured, I remember the, the conversation that we had one day and Karen said to me, she said, uh, Jimmy, I am sorry. I am so sorry for how I feel. I know it bothers you. I know that you, you think that I feel too much and I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try not to, I'm sorry. And, and here's what I said to Karen, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Karen, I'm, I need someone like you in my life. Please don't stop feeling. See, in marriage there are rejected differences, there are tolerated differences, and there are celebrated differences. The healing takes place when you start celebrating your differences. Karen and I are a great team. We, we really are a great team. As a family unit, what I do really well, Karen doesn't care much about. What Karen does really well, I don't care that much about. We do some things together, obviously, and we enjoy being together. But we make such a good team. See, a good team is not made up of people who do the same things. There's only one quarterback. You know, there's, there's only one person who plays each position, but you have to have all the positions to make a team. I don't need someone like me, I need someone different. But the problem is, we're looking for someone who is our compatible opposite when we're dating. As soon as we get them, we begin to shame them and reject them because they're not like us. Because we don't understand what God is doing. God is putting us together with an Aidser. If you're married, your spouse is your Aidser. They're supplying what is lacking. In my case, emotions. Karen is supplying in my life what's lacking. So. When Karen feels, after 43 years of marriage, when Karen feels today, I don't shame her, reject her. I listen to it. In fact, I go to Karen sometimes and say, tell me how I'm feeling. And I don't know. I'll say, how am I feeling about this? And Karen will say, well, you're feeling this. I'll think, really? Yeah. Think about it for a little while. i think, that's what I'm feeling. She's an expert feeler. She's just a great feeler. Jimmy Evans, you want to get it done, I'm your guy. I'm an achiever, I'm going to get it done. I'll kill some people in the meanwhile, but I'll get it done. Thank God for Karen, she's kept me out of so much trouble. You are wired to find your opposite, celebrate it, don't reject it, celebrate it. God's going to give you an aider. You want to be compatible, you want to be compatible in Christ, you want to have the same character and values, but someone different. Here's the second subconscious decision and sovereign decision that we're making. To find a committed partner to walk me back through my past so I can heal. Now many people, including myself, would say when they're getting married, I wanna find a person to take me as far from my past as I can possibly get. It is exactly the opposite. I believe it's why I married Karen, I believe it's why she married me, We fought each other. We did not have an understanding of that though, and we wounded each other, we wounded each other, and we wounded each other until we began to heal each other. You said, well, Jimmy, what changed that you began to heal each other? Number one, we had to both admit that we were wounded. I was very macho, and I was extremely damaged, but I put on this tough exterior. And every time that Karen would get close to my wounds, which I had many, I would reject her and act tough. Now Karen advertised her pain. She had low self-esteem and everybody knew it. She was devastated. And so, but Karen was the first one that came to me. She was more humble than me. And she, more honest than me. And Karen said, I'm damaged. I'm damaged, Jimmy. And I thought, well, finally you're getting it. You know, you're the problem. Yeah, well. She was more godly than me, more humble than me. But then the Lord broke through my heart and I stopped the the lie, and I told Karen, I'm damaged, Karen, and it's the fear of you seeing this that motivates a lot of my fights. I don't don't want you to see how messed up I really am, but obviously she could see it. We stopped blaming each other and attacking each other. If you're gonna heal each other, you have to stop attacking each other. And this is what Karen did that was so wise. She just sat down one day and said, God heal me. Wasn't about Jimmy, God heal me. She put the focus on herself. We both turned to God, but another thing that we began to do that was very important is we allowed each other to complain without being attacked. And I said to Karen, and she said to me, I'm your safe place. I'm not going to judge you and attack you when you say stuff, and if there's something that you're feeling, if there's something that's going on, I want you to tell me, and I won't attack you. And So we're going to talk it out, but I'm not going to attack you. So." We became a safe place for each other to come and share, and we healed each other. Now let me say this, women were given the name in Genesis two of the Holy Spirit, helper. Jesus said, when I leave, I'm gonna send another helper, azer, that's azer's the Hebrew, but in the New Testament, it's the same thing. He's gonna supply what's lacking. He's gonna give you the power to accomplish a task and to supply what's lacking. Women are made in the image of the Holy Spirit, and guess what, the Holy Spirit's a healer. How did Karen heal me? Well, first of all, she helped me find my emotions. Karen helped me to walk back through my past. I, I'm not wired to feel. And so we would have conversations. It was talking to Karen that healed me. Because we would have conversations about my past, and I would say something, and Karen would say, Jimmy, this is, this is what happened, and this is how you're feeling about that. She was always right. Gently, gently. Spirit of truth, that's what Karen is, just like the Holy Spirit, she healed me. She was my safe place to talk and she believed in me. She, she always believed in me, she always spoke you know, honor to me. Honor heals men, Mo- many men, our deepest wounds are caused by disrespect and lack of honor. And so her honor healed me. How did I heal Karen? I gave her strength and confidence when she was unsure of herself. I have confidence. I gave her confidence. When, when she lacked it. I committed myself to nourish and cherish her and to put her first in my life. And so I created an environment of security when I cherished Karen and put her first. You were designed to heal each other. Now let me, let me say one thing and I'm done. There's a movie called Groundhog's Day, Bill, Bill Murray. And in this movie, he's a rotten guy. He's a weatherman and he's at this place doing a report on Groundhog's Day and he's just a rotten guy, immoral, just a crummy rotten guy. And he wakes up the next morning and it's the same day. It's still Groundhog's Day. And he's trying to get this girl, Andy McDowell plays the character of the woman. He's trying to get this girl and he's a rotten guy. And he wakes up the same day, he's still rotten. And he wakes up the next day, he's still rotten. Day after day he wakes up and it's still Groundhog's Day. Over and over and he's a rotten guy. And finally he gets the message that he needs to improve as a human being. And so he begins to be kind and thoughtful and moral. And he begins to improve himself. And finally, at the end of the movie, he's just a wonderful human being. And he wakes up and it's a new day. If you keep rejecting each other and attacking each other, you're gonna keep living the same day for the rest of your life. You're not gonna wake up in a new day in your marriage until you understand this. You married your opposite, celebrate it.